Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hey, course creators, it's Christopher Maselli and Amit Aurora, and we are here today to talk to you about being course wizard yourself and building and creating courses. How are you doing today, Amit? What up, what up, Chris? Yes, we are going to talk to you, as always, about our favorite topic, online courses. And we want to give a special shout out in this episode to all our listeners in Australia. Amit, do you know that over the past six months, we have had a large portion of our listeners, sometimes up to 43% coming from Australia? That is awesome. I did not know that. Thank you for that little insight and thank you to our Australian listeners. Yeah, very cool. We appreciate having you with us. Really, no matter where you live in the world, you can create courses because it's great with all this online software we have. And so that's why I think we get listeners from all over the world to the podcast. And that's really cool. We're glad to have you all here with us. Yeah, absolutely. In today's uh, podcast, it's going to be a little different, but it's going to be really cool because uh, Amit's been working with a client and they have wanted to laser focus their efforts so that they can get more leads. And so Amit and his client did a little bit of a mind map together about ways that they can just do just that. And so I said, hey, Amit, let's go ahead and share this with our audience because this is such good information, huh? Yes. And I can't wait to share it with our listeners because I think strategy sessions like these have clarified things not only for my clients but sometimes even for me because even I learn while looking at their businesses so the current client I'm working with she has a online course in the music niche and she has maybe three to four lead magnets and about four courses each course is like 100 bucks a piece and we're just trying to help her so the first step I tell all our listeners who want to try this exercise is put it, You whether you use a digital whiteboard or a good old real whiteboard, pen and paper, sticky notes, however you do it, put your thoughts on paper and write out each and every digital asset that you have, whether that's a lead magnet you have created or a mini free course you have created or a full-fledged core offers that you have created and that just looking at it sometimes puts things in perspective and you can kind of see the pieces of the puzzle where they fit and sometimes you can even swap out the pieces to make it even more uh, lucrative for you and give your leads a better version of what you already have. Yeah, I I would think that would help you see what your strengths and weaknesses are, too. So you can see, oh, hey, I'm really good here. I've got a bunch of lead magnets, (laughs) but I'm really weak here because, for instance, my shopping cart software, uh, I don't have one picked out yet. And so that's the kind of thing that you would realize only after you map everything out, right? Yep. And there are online softwares uh, that help you do it. But I find like sometimes just even sticky notes on the wall 
with mm-hmm. maybe you have the different color sticky notes denoting all the yellow ones are lead magnets all the blue ones are blog posts or whatever sometimes those help too yeah yeah any way you can get it down and or up in front of you really so that you can just look at it i think a lot of us are more visual than we think sometimes and having that visual uh, representation up on your wall or on a whiteboard really helps yep and then the next thing to do is figure out we have talked about figuring out your core offer in the past but hardly have we ever talked about figuring out your core lead magnet. And I don't know if you've done this, Chris, before. I personally have, where I might have created four, five, six different lead magnets, but I still don't know which one brings in the most leads. Right. <laughs> like I, I can, obviously, because each of those lead magnets should be tied to its own email marketing list, then you have to also compare them across a period of time. And to do a true comparison, you have to figure out, okay, how much effort did I put in each one of these to market them? And truly, you should have one, maybe two lead magnets that drive 80 to 90% of your leads. So you can put all your efforts in promoting the heck out of this one and two lead magnets instead of Dividing them around six, seven different lead magnets, and then trying to figure out how to promote each one of them. Yeah. And so get them all down so that what they all are. But then you can actually start to look at the numbers. You can start to discuss, even if it's just with yourself, exactly which one you want to pursue to put all your effort into. Because you want your lead magnets to lead people toward that purchase. And so you want it to be very laser focused, I guess is the word of the day, so that the people who get that lead magnet find exactly what they need in that core product. Yeah, and maybe you're sitting down and trying to create one. Maybe this is your first lead magnet you're creating. Uh, What I would suggest is think about it from your, put yourself in your lead's shoes because you were there one day and now you're trying to help other people. What would make you click? What would make you want to download something? or give your email in exchange for a lead or in exchange for the magnet. So think of it in that sense. And that sometimes gives you clarity that, oh, this is what I would give my email for. Why don't I just create that? Even if it's already in the market, you'll always come with a different angle with your own approach. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. And if you're wanting to know more about lead magnets, we talk about the marketing funnel overall in episode two, believe it or not, <laughs> way back when we started. But then in episode 12, we do a deep dive into how to come up with lead magnets. And uh, that's a real good resource to check out. Yeah, it's been a while. So I'm glad we are touching this subject again. So the next thing that we discussed with my client is, all right, now you have this lead magnet. Let's use this asset. So what are some of the growth strategies for promoting the lead magnet? You created it, but it's not like once you build it, they'll come. Wouldn't so. that be nice? Now, you got to get the word out there so that people know that you exist. It's like a lot of people think that, oh, if I create a website, then people start to purchase my course. If I create my course, people start to purchase my course. Now, you need to somehow get people there. So how do they do that? Yeah, so first and most obvious, if you can afford it, is paid ads, right? Turn the faucet on, bring the leads in. Usually, if you create a lead magnet, uh, first of all, don't spend too much time creating a lead magnet because it's not really a course. It's a lead magnet. Yeah. Once you create it, you can quickly test it. And that's the beauty of the age that we live in. We can test so many things so fast, whereas only big 
massive companies used to be able to do this. So buy a $50 ad slot on Facebook ads and just do the campaign budget optimization, put 50 bucks in, drive traffic to the lead magnet landing page, see if you're getting leads. If after $50 you're not, switch up the lead magnet, try it again. Switch up the lead magnet, try it again. But paid ads, once you figure out the one that works best for you, then put all your money behind it because you you want to get as many leads as possible so you can drive them down the funnel to become buyers. This is another reason to create that mind map that I was talking about because you want to get all those ideas out because your first idea that you think may be the best lead magnet may not be the best one because you never really know what your audience wants until you test it. So definitely get everything out there and you may find that you may have to try a few lead magnets before you find the one that really clicks. Yep. Next one is, this one is organic. So make sure you promote your lead magnets in your blog and your YouTube channel and or whichever one you have. If you don't have either, then paid ads might be your best approach. But at least if you have one of those assets, then you can leverage those. Yeah. On on your blog, even on social media, right? Yeah. So if you're part of Facebook groups or if you have your own Facebook group, you can promote it. Most Facebook groups these days are common sense ones where they don't just allow you to drop links, but... Sometimes they have special threads in which you can promote stuff or you can talk to the uh, Facebook group person uh, who is the group moderator and ask them if it's okay. If not, then you know just provide help in Facebook groups and people will naturally be interested in knowing more about you where they will click your profile link and then from there you can lead them to the lead magnet. Yeah, so so just for clarity, when you're talking about Facebook groups, you're not talking about your own Facebook groups. You're talking about other people's Facebook groups that are focused on the, a similar topic to what your course is about. Yeah, so and you it go could into be yours too. Share. You could technically have your own, but even if it's yours, don't just spam it with links because people will leave. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The next one I'd say is to partner up with bloggers in your industry. Now, this is a little tricky because if there are other bloggers in the industry, their goal is also to convert their leads. But what you could do is offer them money because a lot of these bloggers do sell advertising spots on their blog. So if you offer them, hey, I'll pay you $100 for a banner, you are getting organic traffic from someone else's efforts to your blog by not paying that much. Mm-hmm. or to your lead magnet. So once you have started bringing in the leads, now comes time to sell them. So then my client and I, we talked about what are the ways now you're going to drive them down the funnel into becoming paying customers. So the first and most effective way now that you have leads is obviously to have an email sequence where you can slowly drive them to Think about drip feeding content, right? So you're drip feeding the email sequence to eventually get them to buy. And for some people, this window might be short. For some, it's long. There's no right or wrong how long this window should be. But Mm -hmm. typically, if someone has downloaded a lead magnet, you maybe want to hit them up once every week after that or sometimes once or twice a week. So your name is top of mind. And then maybe after four or five weeks, send them the offer. 
Yeah, and so we talked we talked about this a lot in episode 37, which is about uh, what to include in an engagement email series. And we do a deep dive where we talk about what you need to include in each of those emails so that you can get people to make that transition from the lead magnet all the way to that core offer. And then once you have set up those emails, so that's step one. But remember, you put all this work, Chris said earlier, if you build a course, no one's going to buy it till you put effort into it. Yeah. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, but Amit and Chris, I have like five people on my email list, which is fine. We all have to start somewhere. But in the meantime, there are other people out there who have a lot more on their email list. So partner up with them. Go yeah. to Udemy, search your course topic and see how many other people are selling that course. I'll bet you, you're not going to be the first one. There are hundreds of people selling the same topic. Reach out to them and say, hey, would you be willing to become an affiliate for my course? It's similar to your course. You teach XYZ, I teach XYZ plus ABC plus one, two, three. And I'm going to give you 40% commission for promoting this to your list. To them, it's extra money. They don't, they're not going to see you as competition. They're going to see your course as a complimentary product. That, that's really good. I think a lot of times when we're creating courses, we can feel like we're in this alone or that we're the only one who's doing this. But I must write, a lot of people are doing courses now. And so you can find others who are doing similar things to what you're doing and partner up with them. Don't look at them as competition, but look and say, how can we each offer something that's a little bit different so that we can partner up? And you can do the same tactic with YouTubers who are in the same niche as you and also bloggers. Now, if you're not having luck partnering with anyone, YouTube, which is owned by Google, is amazing for you to then laser focus, word of the episode, your ads. So if you go back to paid ads, now you're running paid ads to people who want you want to purchase your course. And if they are searching for a specific video, the beauty of YouTube ads is you can show your ads in front of specific videos. And that, to me, is one of the best things you can do. Because think about this, Chris. If someone is searching a video with the intent to buy, let's say they're searching for Marie Folio's B-School review, right? That yeah. means they're looking to invest in Marie Folio's B-School course, so why not show your ad in front of that specific video, which is selling something similar? That's really, that gets clever. I love it. And then finally, use something like deadline funnels. And Chris, why would we want to put a countdown? Because that it creates this time lock where people feel like, oh, I've got to get in before this offer goes away. So you want to have a deadline and that's what's called a deadline funnel. Yep. And there's a software called deadlinefunnels.com. But why use a timer, Chris? Because humans are... Fill in the blank. <laughs> Anxious. <laughs> and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> then what was the word? Lazy. <laughs> lazy. <laughs> we don't we don't move our butts till there is a deadline yeah. on looming on our head to do something. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And having a time lock like that on something, it really does push people to make a decision and to not want to miss out. Yeah, and I, the deadline funnels is kind of expensive, right? It's 79 bucks a month. So I have used something free called Nifty Images. Nifty Images lets you create a cool looking timer. And these timers are like, you would think that someone edited, edited them in Photoshop for you. And you simply put that 
source code on your website and in your email and they're going to match because it's the same source code. You're just putting them in different places and deadline funnels is of course more advanced in what it can do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the money to spend, at least use something free to still create the same effect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What was that one called again? Nifty images, nifty images. Check that one out. Yep. So I'll wrap this up with a, yeah, give, give us a recap of what, what we talked about here. What's on what's on your what's on your sheet? Yep. So mind map everything, figure out what your flagship core lead magnet offer is going to be, and then uh, use some growth strategies to promote that lead magnet through your blog, through your YouTube, your social media properties, and you can even buy paid ads and test out different lead magnets using paid ads. Then you can partner up with other bloggers and then finally to promote your paid core offers you can do some of those similar things we talked earlier about paid ads partner up with course creators on udemy find youtubers and bloggers in that same niche drive leads to your back-end core offer instead of trying to sell everything in the front end and then set up open and close cards and don't forget to set up emails in your autoresponder so you are always top of mind that's excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today, Ahmed. I think this is going to help a lot of our course creators get laser focused. And your list may look quite a bit different than a lot of the things that Ahmed just laid out. But I think the, the biggest takeaway that I took was that everything needs to be mapped out. Get everything down on paper, up on a whiteboard, and figure out how you're going to market your course, essentially, is what this is about. And if you need to listen to this episode again and, and take notes and see if any of these items that Amit listed, you might be able to use too, because a lot of these are things that all of us as course creators can use to our benefit. Thank you so much, Chris. And for the rest of our listeners, including the cricket, <laughs> still around, folks. <laughs> don't forget to hit that subscribe button and rate and review us so we can tell all the other non-listeners how awesome we are. That is right. <laughs> and we appreciate you all listening to us, whether you're in Australia or anywhere else. Yes. Thank you so much. And keep creating. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.